Welcome to the Chairsoft Show, your weekly airsoft podcast interviewing retailers, manufacturers, sites and personalities within the airsoft community. If you'd like to get in touch with the show, contact me at facebook.com forward slash the Chairsofter Show, Instagram at the Chairsofter Show, or by email andy at the Chairsofter Thank you very much for tuning in to episode number 60. Joining me this week, please welcome back Graham from Airsoft Nation for IWA 2019 Part 2. Yes, I am definitely the most featured guest now because every episode we do, I try and get a two-parter out of it. So I'm yeah. clearly talking too much. Well, this is the thing. We, we, we had a lot to talk about in the last episode and we've got so much more ground to cover. So <laughs> well, it's a rather big than... Yeah, it is a big event. It just shows how much can come out of this, and we haven't even got everything covered in this because we can't literally be everywhere in one go. So, I think the easiest way we'll start this. Let's just start at the top. So, ASG obviously the Shadow Two was my sort of piece for that. That was the main thing I went to look at with the ASG stand. Uh, I didn't get a chance to chat to them because every time I went over, they were tied up or not there. So, yeah, like the yeah, guys so that I know. Obviously, they've showed this off in January at SHOT Show. Um, now, I've not used the original Shadow. I've seen it and tried it, but I've not actually actually owned one. Uh, I've just taken it to the rain trial. I'm actually really impressed with the Shadow 2. It feels a yeah. lot better. It feels heavy. <laughs> yeah. Um, obviously, it comes in CO2 and green gas, but I yeah. think the general consensus, don't bother with green gas. The, the top yeah. slide is so heavy, you want to want to use a CO2 over yeah. it. The um, only thing I've heard about this so far from people within the UK is they're saying that they're going to get the blue grips straight off it and get some black grips on. 100%. I was going to say, that's the only thing. And um, while it's probably not officially confirmed, there is discussions about making black grips available. And I, I get it's a competition shooter based from the CZ team who you know chose this based yeah. off their version. But you're right, for airsofters... Um, unless you're a speed softer or you're on the range doing practical pistol shooting, you want to still stay a little bit more military focused. So the black or tan grip, something like that. Yeah. Other than that, I mean, you had the revolvers, they looked pretty nifty as well. Yeah, yeah so, I mean, King Arms have also got a, a new revolver, but obviously the, the licensed Schofield looks very nice yeah. for you Red Dead 2 fans. Shame it come out now and not a few more months ago. But yeah, absolutely, it looks yeah, nice. Yeah, it would have made it would have been better for him a couple of months back when Red Dead Two was just coming out. Um, yeah, it's the same. I still thing think I... it will sell because I'm hearing a lot of talk from a couple of retailers saying that they're still selling a lot of the uh, lever actions and stuff, just because people want to go for that Red Dead loadout. Yeah, absolutely. I think there's definitely people out there that would like this stuff, especially like again if you want to do some sort of themed games. Uh, I. I always debate with this stuff of how skirmishable are they, really. Um, you know, six yeah. shots, eight shots, whatever. Uh, it's a it's a hard one. It's good to see more licensed stuff. It's good to see variation. What I'd like to see is a, a revolver like that where you could have maybe five BBs per shell or four yeah. BBs per shell, so then you've got like a 20-round pistol. I get yeah. that that ruins the, the realism of it, but there is almost that, that kind of level of how skirmishable is something like this. Yeah, exactly, uh, exactly. But nice bit, of, nice bit of kit. And then uh, I don't know if you saw, obviously the Evo um, yep. has got the TEK mech, the TEK uh, body parts, three D printed parts, whatever. Um, right. What did you think? I didn't catch that. To be quite honest with you, um, uh, it's better than I thought it was going to be. That's for sure. It, it's not my look. I mean, I don't own an Evo. 
but I, I will say that the parts are definitely nicer. The, fr the new foregrip makes it very easy to insert magazines just without even looking. For someone who's never used an Evo beyond a few skirmish games with it, uh, just to be able to put the mag in without even looking, it was super seamless. Um, yeah. But that was a nice one. Um, so if you didn't see the Evo then, next to that, um, beyond the torches, <laughs> is the concept piece. And it was just basically a, a lump of plastic at that point, but they were gauging feedback of the uh, B&T Universal Service weapon. Right. Which is the 19mm equivalent in real steel. Uh, so they were showing that off as like an eight, uh, a foldable stock SMG, essentially. Yeah. Um, really early days, like I say, it was more of a, a lumber plastic. You couldn't take it off and hold it or anything like that. Um, but it's good to see that they are doing a little bit more with the BNT range. Yeah. So I do feel that it's left out a little bit. You know, it's a shame we haven't seen any more MP5s or anything like that out. Uh, but it's good to see that they are looking at other products. And then... Yeah. Um, yeah, what I really want to see, and we kind of discussed this in part one, how I would love to see the GBLS in a, a different format than the AR-15. It's the same thing and the same feeling around the Evo body. You know, get rid of the body, make a different shell, and can you get that gearbox into other models? Yeah. Uh, now, I had a discussion about it, and we had a few smiles about whether it can or cannot be done, so nothing official there, but I would love to see more variations, you know, there's no yeah. doubt in my mind the Evo is one of the best performing rifles in terms of you know people using them 18 months down the line without a single issue, without servicing them. Yes, of course, there's always a lemon, but they seem to be doing good work on there, and obviously they made improvements to the gearbox uh, once at the end of last year. Yeah. Uh, I'd love to see the Evo performance in a different body. And again, for me personally, and a nice AK, you know, they got the Arsenal range, they aren't doing a lot with it, which was their AK versions. Um, yeah, it'd be good to see on there uh, and cool. then the other thing I don't know if you spotted was the the Storm Apocalypse grenade I did see that actually yeah something that can actually fit in a pouch yeah so they've obviously got the Storm 360 and I put that as a you know second on my list of plastic BB throwing grenades or BB mm. throwing grenades not necessarily plastic but um, it's second only to the, the Stratame I think the Stratame is a far superior one and one of the reasons of that is uh, what's the durability like because the Storm 360s are sealed units so if anything goes wrong you're stuck and the fact it just doesn't fit in a pouch not easily mm. where the, the uh, Apocalypse has gone for a, a different kind of body shape it's almost like triangular yeah, as yeah, such yeah. Uh, but they've also removed the pin and again the pin was one of those things once you lost the pin you couldn't make the grenade safe so at the top it's got like a quick selection and no pin now so essentially you'd pull the grenade out and then twist the head and make it armed. Yeah. Uh, and again, like you were saying, it fits in small pouches, which is really, really cool. Uh, exactly, exactly. That's the main thing with the AS3 Storm. You'd... There's no real way of holding it. No, that's it. I mean, I've got it in... I've got a almost like a medic pouch for that type of grenade to fit yeah. into. Um, it's not as big as the, the Avatar Orb. <laughs> mm. Which needs its own backpack to launch it with, but um, yeah, it was good to see. It's nice to see them still keeping the the kind of the storm brand going. I know in the UK market that BB grenades aren't huge, but across Europe they are. Where you can't use blank firers, or if you're mm. under eighteen and you want a grenade, then this is something you can use because there's no pyrotechnics involved. 
exactly. Still slightly heavier than the Stratame, I believe, even though it's made of polymer. FPS is still going to be about the 220 mark. Um, I'll be interested to see when it comes out. I'll definitely be reviewing it and buying one when it comes out. Um, mm. Time will tell. Again, biggest thing with all of these, if it is a sealed unit as it looks, it's a case of what's the durability like and what's the warranty like. If something goes wrong, can we take it back? And yeah. ASG have said to me in the past, when I did my review and said about that, they did come to me and say, look, if you've got anyone who have issues with these grenades upon using them, whether they're leaking out the top or the bottom grommet blows out, take it back to your retailer. It's clearly got a QC issue and it's not been designed. You know, There's gone something wrong in the mold or something on that level. Yeah. Uh, it is a sealed unit. We're not expecting you to open it up and do maintenance on there, so take it back. Um, mm. If they hold out with that, and if the retailer can't do anything, they said to go to contact ASG directly. If they uphold that promise, I have a lot more confidence over it. Yeah, for sure. It's going to be interesting to see how that one's received on the market, for sure. Um, moving on now, uh, Viper. Now, they had some pretty cool-looking new kit come out, didn't they? Yeah, a whole brand-new lineup. Yeah, absolutely. So, so talk, they, talk us through that. So they've now brought out the VX range. And, you know... I've been a fan for Viper for years. I have my original gun bag, which is, I think at this point, around about 15 years old. Zips still work intact. They definitely had a rough few years, but, um, you know, five, six years ago, there was a rough stage, and they obviously did a bit of rebranding. Um, But right now, I think they are a fantastic uh, loadout option for your your beginners, your middle-range guys that want to go out and just play yourself once, twice a month, no issues at all. You know, if you want that real steel, then Viper's not for you. And they're not yeah. trying to be for you. They're not they're not in that budget, they're not in that the kind of durability. But I think for your airsofters, this is a great brand. Yeah, they found and, a place on the market at the end of the day and they're yeah, working with it and, and they're running they, with it and they're coming up with some awesome kit. One well, thing is they make security kit. They make it for the Viper originally yeah. was security and then they got into airsoft. And if they can do stuff for the, the you know, your security guards on doors, your doorman, um, and stuff like that, then Surely that's more enough durable for most airsofters. Yeah, for um, sure, for sure. Yeah, so you've got the VX range. Uh, and this is very much like previously, the fact that everything is molly and universal to make the loadout choice for you. Now, they've redesigned their chest rig. And I will say, it looks very Spiritus-like. And that will be the first comment from people. Just without yeah. the Spiritus price tag. And it's made for Viper. At the end of the day, it's very similar. There are very There are slight differences. Because Viper have taken the idea and gone, well, this is what people like, but we're going to do it for us for us with our kind of choices. Not yeah. saying that, speaking on their behalf, but that's the way it looks like to me. Um, so you've got your chest rig, which now has the buckle up system. So there's two buckles. You can swap. You can buckle that onto their plate carrier. So you can get the plate cool. carrier, which is full molly, or you can just buckle up this chest rig and put it on the front of the plate carrier. Uh, which nice. is a nice way because it also means you could unbuckle that and have a different loadout where you want or if you just decide to go in from plate carrier to chest rig if you're at a milsim and you've gone from needing a plate carrier to needing to go down that civilian roll you just boom two buckles ready to go it's not yeah. new technology we've seen this before with other brands um, and we've seen this in the real steel world for the last couple of years um, so they're just taking that and just basically bringing Viper to the newest generation of what works but beyond cool. that, they've also got, you know, as Viper have always been known for, pouches for everything. Uh, and now they've been changing their pistol pouches, so now they're uh, kind of the elasticated format. And, it's, and there's no one out there that does these type of pistol pouches as well. They've also got the triple mag pouches. 
They've got uh, the new medic pouch, which looks really cool. Uh, ultimately, this new plate carrier, this new chest rig, is all compatible with their uh, new backpack, and I don't know the name of it. I haven't got the name to, ha to hand, but they've got a new backpack, and it's basically everything goes together nicely. It all fits nicely. Everything's the same color. You know, you're not going to have to worry about getting one bit of a slightly off. And of course, it comes in what five colors for most of their stuff: black, yeah, tan, got, yeah, gray, green, and um, yeah, black, v tan, OD, V cam, and titanium gray. That's right. Yeah. Um, and so it comes in all that and. The other thing they had, so I'm, I'm definitely going to be buying some of the stuff um, because I've been a big fan of Viper. I use their chest rig as my go-to chest rig. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I believe you use the same chest rig as well. Yeah, they're um, spot on. Yeah. I mean, for 30, what, 35 pounds? <laughs> it's been, what, it works absolutely great. Yeah, you just use it to, for that sort of price. It's something you can use until you run it into the ground and they last a fair while, to be fair. Yeah. And then um, once you're done with it, you, you don't mind replacing it. No, absolutely, yeah, and that's it. And the big thing I like about chest rigs, and I'm reviewing four chest rigs this, this month, uh, the big thing I like about chest rigs is they carry enough you need on the skirmish field without over-compassing. Over, over yeah. Like, when you go to lunch and come back, the amount of players you see gas out after lunch because yeah. they're carrying far too much. Uh, can't feel hits because they've got, you know, 150 pouches on a plate carrier. Yeah. Um, let alone the fake fake uh, plates inside there. Uh, yeah, and I yeah. get some people do, like, plate carriers and Viper the new I should say the new plate carrier comes with dummy pouches which is a first you sounds dummy weird plates. yeah dummy plates sorry yeah <laughs> sounds weird but the Viper stuff never has had dummy plates and I yeah. think when, when you're in a retail store and you stand next to you know the 511 stuff or the Combat UK stuff or any of the other brands and you see Viper sitting next to it, it it doesn't look as good it looks a little bit sagged you know um, and plus the fact we all like to show our stuff off at home so to have the plates in there help something have a, a little bit more stiffer appearance as well as looking better when you're wearing it you don't get that kind of folding up when you're moving around yeah exactly exactly that's what you want at the end of the day yeah. i mean uh, the, the other thing i want to mention with viper is their new gun bag yeah so they've got their it's a two up gun bag so zip on the side opens up and they've got um Velcro inserts all in there, so you can put all your mags and everything in there. Two guns into this backpack. Uh, it's a lot wider than the the gun bag that I've got now. Uh, very well padded, along with um, shoulder straps, so you could wear it as a backpack essentially. Uh, really, really impressed with that. And they've got Velcro on the outside, a molly on the outside, so you can attach more pouches to there, especially if if that's something that you want to carry. But essentially, you could carry your whole loadout in there, I'd imagine. And that way you just got this one bag, you put it on your backpack and you go into your site with it. Cool. Uh, that sounds really good, actually. I'm going to have to have a look at one of them when they come out. Um, definitely sounds like there's some good kit coming from Viper this year, so let's keep our eyes peeled and see what's going on. Yeah, I'm hoping to do a lot of work with them. I, I wanted to do some work with them last year and it just didn't happen. I was just far too busy. Um, yeah. But with this new line out, I've really got a lot of confidence in there. Like I say, if you're a Warrior user, this isn't for you. If you're yeah. someone who really wants to buy Spiritus systems, this isn't for you. But yeah. if you're someone who's just looking for a plate carrier to battle last in airsoft, and you're looking for a middle range one, something where you know you don't want to spend your entire budget on tactical gear, this is going to do more than sufficient. And it's not yeah. writing it off as cheap gear. I'm not writing. It. I'm just saying it's budget friendly for airsoft. It's just what you need for airsoft. 
Yeah, for sure. At the end of the day, it stands up well enough for what we're using it for at the end of the day. You know, let's be honest, there's so many woodland sites that are paintball sites as well. You don't mind getting it dirty. Yeah, absolutely. At that price. Whereas if you've got your Warrior or your Cry Precision or whatever, um, cue the Will Greenwood not playing outside <laughs> jokes. Uh, yeah, then obviously you get a lot of people that don't want to get their kit mucky. Not everyone, I'm going to say, but you do get the people that don't want to get their kit mucky. So the Viper, you don't mind getting it covered in crap because you're going to use it and abuse it until it just eventually decides that it's not going to work anymore and then you can easily go and replace it for a fraction of the cost of what you would if you knackered out your real steel kit. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I I don't know many people who have bought a bit of Viper kit and gone, oh, I've worn it out. I see people changing loadouts far often than before they say they they wear it out. Oh yeah, exactly. The, yeah, the, the, the this is the worst see, case scenario. Yeah, the other thing you see people either changing colours or changing weaponry. You know, going from yeah. a five five six to a seven six two and going, oh, I can't do it. Well, with Viper, you can. You Viper, yeah. you go, oh look, I'll just buy the seven six two pouches and put it on the same loadout. Yeah, for um, sure. And that is the, the joy of having something that is uh, that is built with Molly. The interesting one, I don't know if you went on the Viper store, is they've actually cut down on laser, which was obviously the big thing for the last couple of years of them promoting laser stuff. They have gone back in on Molly. That's interesting. Well, so again, I'm probably saying far too much here, but I've been to the warehouse where they make where they sell all the stuff, and pretty much every pouch they had and every bit of kit they had, they had it in Molly, and they had it in laser. Yeah. Um... Now that's a lot of stuff to hold. Um, yeah, exactly. Now, that's a lot of stock. If you can simplify it, then you can, you do it. Yeah, and I think they used uh, you know the last year or last two years, whenever they they launched it. I think it's probably two years at this point. Um, to look and say, you know, what did Airsoft just want? And I still think Molly is the the leader there. Not so many people transitioned. I know obviously you got five eleven. They got this hexagon style laser cuts. But yeah. I don't think there's enough enough advantage over laser to to justify the, the change out of loadout exactly, so, uh, exactly. so yeah so while I'm saying I'm not saying they're getting rid of laser entirely and it's not to say we won't go back to it but it is uh, a point that I noticed there's definitely more molly stuff coming out again cool okay moving on code red yes so, my boys yeah Baz it was awesome seeing you buddy and uh, Patrick as well it was awesome for you being there um, I don't believe Patrick was there last year was he I no he wasn't was no he was a, a last Last calling because someone else, um, one of uh, Baz's staff was meant to be there and unfortunately had uh, unseen yeah. circumstances, couldn't make it. So Patrick stepped in and boy, did he do a good job of it! Yeah, definitely, definitely. You, you know, right? So, those of you who've not come across Code Red, uh, I don't know where you've been for the last year because Graham's been on about this thing like this <laughs> tomorrow. But, uh, they, yeah, they're comm sets, so they're awesome bits of kit. Um, it's weird with the bone conducting sets, I have to say, hearing voices inside your head that's your own, or not your own, I should say, uh, is a bit odd. But yeah, they're awesome bits of kit, really well built. Um, it was great to catch up with Baz. Um, yeah, yeah. let me just say, so Code Red is an American company, primarily doing yeah. headsets for law enforcement, but they have got into the Airsoft range, and they actually call it you know, Code Red headsets, and if you're on the website, you'll see Airsoft there. So it's not to say it's inferior, but it's definitely of a lower budget. Uh, with slight variants on products, the push to, push to talks aren't the same waterproof ones that they use for law enforcement. Yeah. Um, but you're not intending to play Airsoft three meters under water and come out shooting, because most of your AGs are definitely not going to last. 
Um, <laughs> now, Airsoft Winkle, um, based in the Netherlands, are the European distributors of Code Red. So there's no one in the UK right now that you can actually buy Code Red from. You can buy them directly there. They send to the UK, but we don't actually have UK distribution yet. Um, and they they were showing off four headsets there, weren't they? Which was the yeah. uh, the Code Battle uh, the Battle Zero Code Red headset, which I've got yeah. here. I've actually got one to give away, which is awesome. Um, and that is what you were saying: this bone conducting headset. Um, yeah. Essentially, it's got a strap around the back. You put it, and rather than put it into your ears, you put it just in front of there on your temple. Uh, one side's got a microphone, one's got a speaker, and when someone speaks, it's basically due to the bone conducting materials. Sounds like it's in your head. It is the weirdest feeling ever. And yeah, whenever someone talks, you feel like you need to turn around because there's someone right there. Um, yeah. But the best bit about all this is it means your ears are free to hear. Now, as someone who likes sniping for the last couple of years, um, it just means if I'm sneaking around and someone's stepping on trees, the woods around it, um, you can hear all that. Your, your hearing's not hindered, especially if you, like me, had the one earpiece before this or the Bowman's before this, when one ear was covered up at all times. It gives you such a huge advantage. Yeah, for um, sure. Now, the one I've got, which I've actually got one to try out, um, I, I, I was chatting to Baz on the weekend. Um, I run Swordings for hearing protection. Uh, I've had setups for comms with them, but the issue I always found was you've got far too much cable hanging down the back when you plug into the 3.5mm the jack in there headset and the fist mic so what i've got to try out is the assault which is the modular throat microphone with the little earpiece very nice so the sort of fbi style earpiece in it and um like yeah I'm, I'm really looking forward to trying that out because my thinking there with the assault set i can still maintain that full seal on my hearing protection and keep them look keep my ears looked after but I can still use a code red headset and run comms, and it saves having too much wire dangling around. You know, you've got the throat mic and the earpiece, so it's a nice compact little package rather than having a fish mic down on my chest somewhere and then all cables running around that I've got to tuck away so they're not snagging on everything, and it just becomes an absolute nightmare. So I'm really looking forward to trying this one out for sure. You, you're going to have to let me know what you think about those because I've tried throat mics in the past but again, like most airsofters I tried buying cheap <laughs> so I yeah. went on Amazon um, like most of my headsets, they, I don't think I ever had a headset that lasted a full year um, which is why when, when I tried these Code Reds, they are you know around about £100 mark um, but it has lasted me a full year the push to talk button hasn't broken unlike my ZTAX that broke on the second game um, yeah. and again, same thing for throat mics I never had a lot of success out of them but I liked wearing them. Um, and the fact is with these headsets, and we didn't say that earlier, with the Code Red, if you decide to change a headset, you can just unplug it and keep the same push-to-talk and the same cabling. So essentially, yeah. you can replace cables. If you change a radio, you can just switch that end of the, the adapter from a you know, from a, a Kenwood adapter um, quite easily. You just swap that one cable out. Um, and it's the same thing. The idea of trying a throat mic, especially when I decide to play more CQB and run four-wheel protection. Because it's something that, for you, you play a lot of CQB. Yeah, and exactly. You, know, you need always... that air protection when you're going around £400 worth of grenades. <laughs> you but, underestimate uh, me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas when I do woodland games, is 
I don't worry about the ear protection or about listening to sneaky ones up uh, up alongside you. Yeah, this is behind. the thing. You're, you, they've got a headset there for because there were two others, weren't there? Which was the one with the boom mic, which was the bone conducting, I believe, but it had a yeah, boom so mic on it. Yeah, so the, the so we got the the one I've got the battle zero with the kind of normal bone conducting. Then you've got the front yeah. mic, which you've got. Then you've got the bone conducting one again, but it's also got a boom mic on there yeah. now. It's not necessarily necessary, but it is definitely good for when you're playing at sites with a larger environment. It provides more strength behind it, and uh, a bit more power goes into it. So, for example, they will use them at Border Wars, where the site is huge, 3,000 players, and they're trying to keep in comms distance. So that is definitely, um, if you really want to go high up on that and don't have to worry about it, then you can get a boom mic in front of you. And then the final one was, again, it was very much like the bone conducting, but it's designed for law enforcement heavily yeah. and is designed for respirators, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, so you've got one which can work with respirators, uh, especially in you know, a firearm service or whatever. Uh, so, again, that's way beyond airsoft, but as I say, Code Red is law enforcement and airsoft uh, and military. You know, so th- there's a lot of products out there. Like the push to talk that we've got is great and it works. Yeah, I've had it in the rain, no issue at all. But there is a, a full sealed waterproof one. Yeah, which, which is, um, they also had on the show at the weekend as well. Yeah, um, far yeah, unnecessary for airsoft. It depends. If you want to do like um, my friend Graham uh, from up north, aka Gravy, did last year where he decided to go pretty much swimming in an airsoft game, uh, then you may need the waterproof one. You've got to tell me he's got to have a HPA gun, right? Oh no, he didn't actually go swimming. Swimming, he just walked through a big river. Oh uh, right, because it was a really hot day. I feel like if you've got a HPA set up, you could use this and you could do some really cool stuff. You know, coming out at battle lakes, out of the water, shooting. Yeah, um, definitely. Don't try it with even, your polar even to stars. Extent, gas blowbacks. <laughs> um, but yeah, these these are really good headsets, guys. Uh, I'm looking forward to running this. I'm even going to try out a couple of upcoming games uh, with my headset so I can see just how it performs and that you're not going to have any issues with it and etc etc. So I'll keep everyone informed with how it all goes. Yeah, it, it's really it's really easy for people to, to buy the cheap ones and again I've done this, I've bought a load of cheap headsets over the years but I think once you realise what you're paying for there and to not yeah. have these same issues and to have the warranty to to not to worry about that. Um, that kind of buy cheap, buy twice mentality is not something I normally format, especially with, with certain equipment. Um, but yeah. this quality does stand out, and I'm looking forward to seeing more of it in the UK as, uh, as a, it's definitely some headsets that people should pay attention to. But you've got to try it. It's one of those things you can't even show someone, you can't describe the feeling... Um, not unless you already have voices in your head. <laughs> yeah. But this this was the thing. I took a few people to the stand that I knew, uh, Nico being one of them, the guys from Combat UK, Stevenage, uh, that were over there, being a couple of others, and like they were all like, oh my God, this is amazing. Yeah. This is really good kit. So even just meeting it for the first time, you know, they, you, you'd, you'd put the headset on with the radio on and Patrick would walk off and talk down the radio and you just see the instant smile when they realise how odd a sensation it is, but how well the product performs. Yeah. Even yeah, in a noisy environment. is hilarious when it happens, because I remember yeah. how I felt the first time I heard it. We were outside uh, Wonder Halls and they said, give us a try. And it just blew my mind. It was such a weird sensation. And yeah. now I don't think anything of it. Now I'm using it like, yeah, of course. 
Um, but whenever I give it to a friend to try, and I, I pretty much take it with all my games, if I know I'm going to be running comms with friends, uh, yeah. and when I give it to some of them to try, they, it's just that smile on the face, like, wow, this works, and it's weird, but I can hear everything and hear you talking. Um, and you can just whisper, and the voice is still going through really clearly through the microphone, which you can't do with other headsets, no doubt about it. Yeah, and they've got something for all play styles and situations as well, so yeah. it's a win-win-win here. Um, big thanks to Baz for hooking me up, you're the man. Uh, I'll make sure I get a review done as well, as I've used it in-game, so I can give you guys some honest feedback. Yeah, and if you are if you jump on Airsoft Nation at the end of the month, so it's mid- middle of the month, but at the end of the month there will be a giveaway for the Battle Zero headset. If you're interested, just had Sweet. to give that plug there. Yeah, boom, done. So, yeah, if you want to win one to try out, check out Graham at the end of March. Um, right, moving on, G&G. Now, G&G, I'm going to have to say it, actually. No, Dom, Dom Lambert, you're a bastard winning that shooting competition that G&G had going on. He's got a G&G LMG on his way to him. He won a shooting competition, did he? Yeah. Wow, he's got congratulations. A G&G LMG. <laughs> That's amazing. It was so funny. He went in, Nico and Phoenix went in, and they shot really well. And they were like, yeah, that time's going to stand. Then Dom went in straight after him and smashed it by like two seconds. I wow. did laugh a little bit at that. Um, so, yeah, they, they had that going on, um, which also had their automated turret that they had. Which was cool. That was cool as fuck. I want one of those. I want one of those in game. That'd be hilarious. Just rock up at a game. You don't even need to get out of your vehicle. You just set the turret off. Imagine the salt. Yeah. So that was picking up. If if the color, if the green target lights up, shoot yeah. the green target. And if it's red, ignore it. So you just want to go right. If you're wearing multicam, shoot the hell out of them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If they're wearing green, they're fine. But it was really cool to watch that. Uh, a couple of little things that did catch my eye on the stand. They've obviously got loads of the pistols coming out. But that's the GMP um, range, right? They were the G&G pistols that they had. Um, they were showing them. Yeah, G- GMP9. G- oh, sorry, yeah, G. I thought you said G and P. I was like, no, not No, G&P. no, GMP9. Yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah. Oh, I'm GT- with you now. Was it GTP9? Yeah, I think it's GTP9, but you're part of yeah. it. Yeah, uh, even the uh, sort of high capper looking pistol that they had. Uh, one thing that did catch my eye, actually, that looked really nice to me, was the gas blowbacks rifles that they're looking at. Um, if they come out, I want to get a hold of one, just to see what it's like, because I'm a big fan of gas, and I'd be interested to see how it performed. The thing I liked as well, I was at the stand with Kelly, and I had a little one for Kelly, and a big <laughs> rifle for me. <laughs> so... But no, it was uh, that. That was the joke I made on the day. But no, it was. Um, they looked really nice, really different sort of look to them than you get from most M4s, which will be set up in standard sort of SOP mod stock or the CT stock or whatever. So it was really good to look at them. Uh, I'd be interested to see them. And please, 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 G and G, for the love of God, release that Lee Enfield this year. I want to see that thing out. I want to have a go with it. Heck, I might even buy one. Um, so yeah, there was a, there was a couple of things, but again, other than that, G&G didn't really have anything that really stood out to me this year. Well, did you look at the Colbat, the Colt Colbat um, rifle, the or what I would say racing rifle, or competition rifle? 
didn't even see that to be honest with you. So I, this was, was... Sort of, I, I went for very specific things that people had told me about. I didn't sort of look at that. Yeah, sorry. So it's Colback Kinetics. They got their the new yeah. rifle, which they were showing off at Shot Show. Um, it's really nice little bit of kit. Again, it's licensed. Um, that looked nice. They're actually looking at doing it in black rather than just a tan. So it's black, but you still got a little bit of the racing blue at the uh, on the stock there. Yeah. But what's interesting with that was the the atom or the Adam, sorry, um, magazine. So when you hit your last round, the magazine just automatically drops out on the floor. Oh, I did see that actually. Yeah, because yeah, they were showing me the mag system. Yeah, and it was like. Terrible for us off, brilliant for competition shooting. Yeah, how so. many mags do you think you're going to see <laughs> lying around sites in the UK in the coming months? Yeah, uh, I can't see it hitting off for skirmishing, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, so essentially, you hit the last round, it automatically drops, so you can put the new magazine straight in. You can disable it, but at the end of the day, if you're disabling it, what's the point in buying them? Uh, but yeah. yeah, I mean, beyond that, there was obviously the new pistols, as you were saying, the GT. Uh, the, you have the GPM9, so it's the M9 equivalent, yeah. which is coming out in pretty much every colour possible now. We had yeah. the GTP9, uh, which again is coming out in a lot of colours, and the weird one is the limited edition, or what I presume is limited edition, rose gold. Yeah, pink. Um, yeah, horrid, but apparently it's a big seller. <laughs> apparently they, they were selling them really well so far. Um, it yeah. doesn't surprise me to be honest with you because you see a lot of the rose gold stuff around these days. Yeah, I wonder if there's also like a lot of anime characters, maybe like that type of yeah, style. Yeah, cosplayers and yeah. stuff. Like looking at them. I mean, obviously the ARP nine, well, the you know by far one of the the biggest selling points from G and G in the last couple of years in terms of raising their profiles to how successful oh, yeah. they've been. Uh, they've come out in some more colours now, just to change it up. Uh, I'd, we were talking about Battle Arena at, at IWA, which was a big competition over the weekend. Yeah. Uh, the weekend before, and Team UK were made of speed softers, and the ARP9 was definitely the preferred weapon of choice. And GNG yeah. also won an award for best AEG due to the, G, uh, the ARP9. Good, good, good this year. So cool. we can see that's definitely making big waves over here. But yeah, beyond that, it wasn't huge amounts. Obviously, they got that. I can't remember what the pistol's called. It's something on the lines of a spider or something like that, if I remember correctly. But it's um, the pistol that the front end of the receiver, or the yeah, the front end of the receiver doesn't move back, or the top slide. So I should say it doesn't move back. Only the oh. rear slide moves back of it. The idea okay. is to give you better accuracy and stability. Oh, that'd be interesting to see how that yeah. performs. Uh, I'll try and grab the name of it. Yeah, but yeah. yeah. Uh, Oh, it, they did show it off in uh, it Shot Show, which look I I like the look of it. Someone who was up there at the time was like, "Oh, I'm not sure what this looks like," um, but I like I did like the look of it. The other thing with the the GTP9 while we were talking about it is the hop up adjustment. I don't know if you've seen this. So in the pistol grip, there is almost like a little USB, and when you pull it out, you actually take that out and you put it down the end of the barrel, and you right. adjust the hopment. You just the hop up from outside the barrel, essentially. You turn to the left, turn to the right. Um, which is cool. That's really unique. And then you just put it straight, you put this like USB key thing back in the pistol grip. Now, I know a lot of people go, what if I lose it? But these all come with a gun case. In the gun case are your smaller grips as well as a second key. So if you do lose it, you do come with a spare. Yeah. Um, the other pistol I was talking about was the Piranha series, Big Piranha. Oh. 
which again, like I say, the top slide, only the rear side of it moves back yeah. um, to give you better adjustment, um, which is quite an interesting way. Obviously, if you're now going to uh, manually cock the pistol, you're only going to be able to pull from the rear because the front side doesn't move. And again, that comes with the same um, hop adjustment, but this way it looks like a kind of 9mm pistol shell and you put that yeah. down in a key ring and you adjust the, adjust the hop up that way but it's quite a nice way of adjusting the hop up without having to remove the top slide makes things a lot more easier for users for sure yeah it is, it is a bit of a ball ache when you've got to take the whole slide off to adjust the hop you get it back together you fire off a couple of shots oh crap I've got to change it again I've yeah. to take the whole thing apart again you know the, what, the, the easier they can make it for the hop is better Yeah, to be quite honest no matter how you look at it Absolutely, and going back to the GTP9 pistol, I don't know if you saw on the bottom of, because they had this whole wall full of um, pistols, and at the very bottom there was a carbine kit. Yep. I don't know if you spotted that, but that is for the, the GTP9. So there's a carbine kit for the GTP9, which basically means any GTP9 can be dismantled and entered into the carbine kit. You just use the lower receiver, not the top off. So you basically top, yeah. top, take the top off and slide it straight on. Cool, cool. Looking forward to that. Okay. Uh, we'll move on quick. Um, King Arms and Modify. Okay, should we so do modi Modify first? Yeah, go for Modify first. So, Modify, realistically, they've got the Mod 24, which is obviously yep. SSG, cough, cough. Um, you've got the XTC range, which is their first ever AEGs, and that's the G1, which is the longest, yep. uh, the CQB, which is the middle range, and the PDW, which is the smallest. I've just reviewed the PDW. Fantastic rifle. Uh, one of the best performing rifles I've ever seen out of the box, no doubt about it. Nice. Uh, so, so they were showing those off. Um, considering it's their first ever AEG, I'm absolutely blown away at the performance of there. Uh, it's just, it's just mind blown how well performance they are. It's really weird. I've had a retailer that's recently started stocking them, um, and they sold one before they they literally got it into a shop. Someone put their hand on it and went, oh, "I'm having that." And the shop then jokingly went, oh, you don't even know the price yet. And they're going, I don't care about the price. I've felt it. I've shot it. It's too good to say no to. Yeah. Um, and that is pretty much my experience with it. I'm actually going to buy one now. I reviewed the PDW, um, which is absolutely fantastic. But the stock is just not for me. I like something a little bit bigger and longer um, with that front. So I'm buying the G1 later this year once I go back to work. The G1 is definitely on the buy list. But they were showing those off. And again... Uh, these are upgraded out of the box, ready to roll. You're looking at anywhere between 350 and 390, depends on what model you go for. Um, absolutely insane, and if you get to try one, please do. Uh, and then, what they were showing off is their first ever gas blowback SMG, or kind of very much similar size to the MP9, which is called the PP2K, based off the PP2000, which is a Russian, um, you know, small machine gun, really. Yeah. Uh, so this looks really cool. It is very much, uh, I'd say, concept in terms of they had the 3D printed one there, but they yeah. have the real one in and basically printed. They're just working on different aspects there. But it's a gas blowback. It's a folding stock which can be removed, so you could replace that stock with a second magazine. It hooks on there, so you could have an extended mag act as a stock. So you could cool. then, when you want to reload, you've already got the the, the second mag there. That's um, actually a pretty unique full, idea. Yeah, forty-four round magazine, I believe, is the highest. I think the lowest is a sixteen or twenty round mag, somewhere around right there. Uh, really yeah. unique weapon. 
only weighs 1.3 kilograms. That's not bad for a gas blowback. It's insanely light. Absolutely yeah. insanely light. Um, so I can see, considering it's full auto, if it's being, if the performance is up there, uh, a brilliant secondary for people that have bolt actions because it's going to be really light to carry around with you. Um, yeah. You know, the Mark 23 of the magazines is pretty weighty. Let's see what this like. So you'll have full auto capability. Uh, the FPS nozzle is adjustable, so you won't have to worry about FPS levels. And it has a bigger uh, kind of loading area um, so that you'll get increased recoil. And the charging handle sticks out the front. It kind of comes out the front like a rod out the front. It looks really weird. It, I actually said to him, I said, is this the complete rifle? Because it looks so different. He said, yeah, this is what it looks like in real life. Um, <laughs> but that all moves back, obviously, when you're firing. So yeah. it's going to be a really unique looking rifle. If you're into your Russian loadouts, you've now got a perfect SMG. And there's a brilliant photo with um, Vladimir Putin with one, obviously, real steel variant. So if you are looking online, look for PP2000 and you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, but I'm really excited. Again, modified blew me away with their AEG. So let's see if they can do the same with the gas blowback. Awesome, awesome. Looking forward to that for sure. I'll see what you think of it when you get your own. Yep, so well, like I said, the PD, PDW review will come out at the, um, well, next week, actually. For, it'll probably be the week this podcast comes out. Uh, cool. By the time I've edited it, so that'll come out. And then there will be a giveaway for one as well. So, again, more plugs, more giveaways. Always good to have. Yeah, it's always worth having, isn't it? Cool. Okay, so that's Modify. King Arms. King Arms, yes. A company that's used to be really popular over here slowed down are now back they i don't know if you know but they shut the factory down for a year or two when they had some internal issues so they are back and they have a lineup that's looking very very impressive far too much to talk about just on this podcast but the highlight ones to me is they have brought out their own peacemaker which is a pistol going back to you know cowboys 1800s all the way up to using world war one and he's still made two day so they have the peacemaker coming out um it's really cool the shells are made like the real shells are now so they go through the whole process you can get it in the kind of the ivory handles if you want to go old school or you can get it in the blued metal if you want something a bit more nowadays but that looks really nice and we were talking earlier about uh ahg doing their pistol and doing schofield but i would say the peacemaker felt a lot better Personally. Right, okay, that's interesting. Yeah, I, I felt obviously they are two totally different pistols, but if you want a revolver, um, it's definitely one to look at. I have no idea on the price range, but they do come in the typically the same way that the peacemakers were in the four and the six inch. So you can always get the stubby or the longer version if you like, yeah. which is really cool. Uh, in addition to that, they have the PDW 9mm series. Now, um, so think of MP5 mags. Um, in a PDW format, which is also now available in 556. Uh, so this is a quite an exciting development on their end. What I really liked about it was the stock, the PDW stock was spring-loaded. Uh, sorry, it's, it's, oh, it's kind of spring-loaded. You can basically just yank it out to the level you want it to go at. So rather than having to just go step, step, step through stages, you just pull that out. It's designed to be yanked out. Um, really nice design, flat trigger all the kind of upgraded fancy parts you want you can get in the kind of the m-lock route or you can get in the picatinny route uh loads out there for that and again like i said they have just brought out the 556 at the same time so this is an exciting rifle i really want to see more mp5 variants coming out 
I want to see more MP5s coming out. Yeah. I've got a whole, a whole load of magazines and nowhere to use them. So, uh, Come on, TM, <laughs> bring out a recall shortcut MP5. Well, that's not good. I can't use my magazines with them. But uh, that Just was, means you'll have to buy more. Yeah, I was going to say, that was my first ever purchased AEG uh, after I had my Yukara number beyond yeah. the, the boot fair Simer before those days. And I brought a, a BNT MP5. Uh, made by Classic Army, so it'd be good to see more MP5s, and this is a very close, uh, close knit one. So the SBR really like that series, and then finally the only one I want to talk about from King Arms because actually I've got two. So this one is the Black Rain Ordinance, so it's licensed yeah. by Black Rain. Um, what I really like inside the dust cover, if you cock it open, it says "Let It Rain" on the inside. Really nice, <laughs> um, solid, solid feeling rifle really really weighty available in a whole world of colors um and again fully uh, fully machined you can kind of get the, t- the 9 12 and 15 inch mod rows um and it's engraved all over with black rain a really nice looking rifle uh, they've all got you see unique serial numbers really nice kind of iron flash hider on the end and of course with all these rifles they've got the the 8 mil bearings and the quick change system and the mosfet so I'm really looking forward to that. I've actually got this one coming to review, and again, fingers crossed, a giveaway. I'm uh, still, still trying to convince them on that front. Uh, but I've got a few few King Arms stuff to do giveaways because they really want to see more of them over in the UK. But that was exciting. And then the only other one, which I've got a photo on my phone, and there was a video by Felix um, of their new... Let me just grab the rifle name. It's a new M4 TWS, I believe it was called. I'm just trying to find right. the photo now. Really skeletonized design. Super lightweight. Limited that run. Yeah, it was the MWS. So super yeah. lightweight. Same spec as the uh, the Black Ordnance. Um, but completely skeletonized. And the gearbox is colored in gold. And you can see that through the body because it's skeletonized design. Gold hop-up, gold gearbox. Looked nice. absolutely fantastic. Um, and again, it is a very much limited run on there just to show what was possible. But when you see something like that coming out of King Arms, you can see they've really got the the quality and production level there. They just need to yeah. keep pushing the name out, keep going through licensed products because they, again... Very much like ASG, they have a lot of licensed products, even the Roni system. You know, they've got the Roni, they've yeah. got the CAA uh, airsoft division there. But no, really impressed with King Arms. I hope to see a lot more of them through 2019. Cool. Okay, moving on. Red Wolf had to go over there, didn't we? Really? Of course, yes, absolutely. <laughs> it was great to catch up with the guys again. So, Mark, etc. Uh, well, Mark Gambit, Herman, the usual gang. Thanks again for the hospitality, I suppose. <laughs> so these these guys are masters at hospitality, aren't they? You can't leave yeah. them. Once you're there, you are there for the rest of the day. And obviously they had Wolverine there um, on the shelf as well. Yeah. Now, the, the main things that I spoke about with Mark, um, you've obviously got the Agent pistols. Yes, which, of course. Um, Agency arms pistols, yep. Yeah. They're really nice. I don't know if I could justify the price of them. No, I think I think that's the thing with with Red Wolf, a fantastic brand, no doubt about it. Dealing yeah. with primarily licensed products and high end licensed products. You yeah, know? Exactly, if you want a nineteen eleven, yeah. you can get nineteen eleven. But if you want an Agency Arms nineteen eleven, then you need to sell your kidney. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the one thing I did like was they've now got the sort of the Warhawks, the budget 
end of the market as such. Yes. Still really high quality looking guns, but more affordable than the Agent 1 and the Agent 2. Yes. Um, so I'm really excited to see those coming around. I might even get one myself, because I've never owned a 1911 in Airsoft. I've got my Raven one, which, I mean, it works well, but it is single. The big thing with any 1911, if you're single stack mag, you're always going to have issues with the gas reservoir. So yeah. if you want one to be reliable to go CQB with as a, like, a sole pistol runner, make yeah. sure you get double stack mag. Yeah, I'll remember that. But, but yeah, uh, I'm looking forward to that. For me, it was the battle, battle arms development that they yeah, just acquired. Yeah, the bad now. rifles, as we joked about. Yes. They were bad rifles. Yeah, so did but, you see the the um, the GBBR, you know, the kind of skeletonized silver? Yeah. Or the silver. That yeah. thing looks absolutely amazing. And for the guys who are sort of wondering what we're talking about with our visual cues here... Um, there will be a video coming out for myself at some point. I just need to get the sound modified and a bit better. But, yeah, I'll be doing a video for the walk around with Mark uh, where we look to the battle arms and the agents and then their specials. Well, which... as you say, the other one, just before you go into specials, yeah, the tanker, what do you think of it? So this is the one with the wooden kit. I kind of liked it. It was sort of a guilty liking of that pit, that rifle. Thank you. I'm not the only one. I felt that and was like, it looks... You feel dirty for liking it, but it, it's it so looks... nice that you can't not like it. Yeah. It's and the... so out there. Yeah, and it's kind of like, I want one just because I'm the only one who's going to have one on site. Yeah. It looks it looks incredible. And I really felt, felt the wood kit wouldn't be comfortable because it looks very polished. And it's like, is that going to... Yeah. You know, once you start running around and getting sweaty hands, is that going to be comfortable? And actually, it fits really, really nice. Um, yeah. I was really, really, really impressed with it, actually. And they're doing some amazing work with the Cerakotes, which is something that they've very much yeah. specialised on over the last kind of six months now. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. The the Cerakoting work they've been doing is amazing, looking at the yeah. pictures I've seen of it. So Yeah, great. Okay, I'll let you go back to the specials. I just wanted so, yeah. to say about the bad stuff. Yeah, I forgot about the... Um, <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> um, yeah, the specials, right. Okay, so you had the, the usual sort of out there machine guns after the M2 last year. Um, but I think I've got to go back to the Ion Blaster, the Star Wars <laughs> Ion Blaster. So you Star Wars fans will know what I'm on about. Um, basically, all they'd done is they'd cut up a Lee Enfield, hadn't they? Yeah, exactly. But the sound it made, it was literally it was just like a, a little pop. I wouldn't say it was almost like dropping a coin into a puddle. It was like, plonk. <laughs> it was a yeah. weird, weird, weird high-pitched noise, that's for sure. Shall I see if I can find a bit of video and we can play, play it over the microphone yeah. now? I would because... say it looked incredible. It did look yeah. incredible. It's one of those pieces where I mean, I'm not a huge Star Wars fan, so I watch it, but I'm not engrossed into it. But when I saw that, it just it looked like a class act. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then obviously next to that, they had the um, the MG34, which is a kind yep. of stormtrooper heavy gun. Yep. Uh, which oh man, it looked absolutely amazing and felt awesome. I have found the clip. You've got one. I have found this clip, so. <laughs> You can hear Mark talking. And the best part is how adorable this thing sounds. Listen to it. 
<laughs> I really hope that picks up on the microphone. Yeah, I could hear it. It's a, it's definitely a funny noise, that's for sure. It's the kind of thing, if you didn't hit them, they might fall over laughing at it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the best bit was I caught up with Reese from Combat UK and Stevenage, whose nickname is Hobbit, and I said, look, Reese, we found you a Hobbit gun. Because <laughs> it is tiny, but the, the noise is amazing. That is the funniest part of that, but like... You know it's Red Wolf because they do make all these out there obscure builds. Yeah, absolutely. And, and of course, shows. this was to celebrate a big milestone for him. Twenty, yeah, 20 years, years old. Yeah, twenty years old. So, um, congratulations to those guys. And again, yeah, they're custom they're working builds. Really hard. Custom yeah. builds are always, you know, it's a rarity, but it's a really nice one to show how well they, how much the company can do. Um, yeah. Obviously, they had their Terminator Three edition of the M one nine one nine or M nineteen nineteen. M nineteen nineteen. Uh, Let's which, not forget the um, little SMG, the porcelain edition. Yes, and then obviously, yeah, going back to the roots yeah. was the uh, the porcelain. I didn't even catch the um, the rifle. I can't to be even honest, remember but what it was. It was all hand, uh, yeah. hand painted on. I was so overwhelmed by the craftsmanship of that paintwork on that gun that I you don't even need to know the name. You just call it the porcelain gun. Yeah, absolutely. That's it. Grandma's finest china, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, that's what grandma pulls out when you've uh, when you've not been around for a while. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, it was unbelievable. Like just the detail. Obviously, going back to the roots with the Great Wall of China and that, and it was just unreal. I I can't get over it. Like it still amazes me now when I watch the videos back from the weekend and look at pictures. It was stunning. Yeah, absolutely. It's a gun. It is literally a showgun. You would not want to bloody go and play. That oh, of at course all. not. No, and, and that's unfortunately the feelings I get around a lot of the rebel stuff. It's the stuff that yeah, I love to look at. I don't know if I'd want to damage it out on the field. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, um, amazing kit from Red Wolf. I mean, those were the main things that we focused on when I spoke to Mark. Was the Nighthawks, the Warhawks pistols, the the bad guns. And then the specials, because a lot of the other stuff that was there was sort of stuff that you generally see on the channel and that anyway, wasn't it? So they, I sort of focused on those bits. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, oh, really, really nice stuff. And, yeah. um, you know, as per every uh, IWA at the end, they host us all for drinks and kind of round up the Sunday night, yeah. you know. Um, it's fantastic to see the guys. They're all hospitable, as always. Um, you know, ASG and all those guys do a really good job of kind of showing off the products as, as good as they can. But, I mean, yeah. there was so much I missed. I didn't get to see Tipman. Yeah, I missed a lot. Did you go to the Tipman range? I think I uh, didn't Tittman. watch Tipman. I didn't catch Tipman. So, again, I mean, they didn't have a lot of new news. Obviously, they're working with um, Odin on their speed loader, so they're working yep. with them this time around, which was nice. And they've obviously upgraded their Tipman HPA to now have uh, the top-down centre mod, which everyone was putting anyway. So they've gone, you know what, we'll just do it for you. We'll make it out of the box ready to go. Um, didn't catch up with Anoda Gay, unfortunately, and I know everyone was talking about him over the weekend, about going over there. Um, did yeah. you manage to run, run over those guys? I just popped over to say hello because I, um, I was sat next to them on the plane. I didn't really get time to hang around the stand over the weekend because I was so busy here, there and everywhere. Yeah, But... Yeah, lots of buzz around in Olegay, so let's Be- keep our eyes peeled on them. Bo manufacturer or, or Lance Tactical? Did you see anything from those guys? Again, 
swung by quickly when I had some free time, but I didn't have too long to hang around, so it was sort of like in, have a quick look round. Yeah, um, and I'm it was sure... a bit bait in Germany having the Overlord stando with an MP40 <laughs> and Operation Overlord in big letters. I'm sorry, guys, not necessarily <laughs> the best move in Germany. Yeah. Well, obviously they have um, the, they have the Fab Arm license, which is the shotgun yeah. I've got, and I'm really really chuffed with it. It's a lot better quality than I ever thought it was. Obviously, yeah. it comes at a price point compared to the the cheaper tri shots um but i must say the thing feels absolutely solid when using it so i wanted to get there but unfortunately just you know you've run out of time yeah and a lot of people will be listening to this podcast going how could you not get to some of these companies you know didn't get over to classic army didn't get over to edge didn't get over to combat uk lct skyways airsoft which is um the distributor for secutor and i really wanted to see secutor i don't know if you saw those guys I've missed them as well. They, uh, they've like got like the new said, Rapex you... system, haven't they? Or Rapex system. Which is yeah, their we UAG. did laugh a little bit when they started calling it the Rapex. Yeah. Well, the big thing um, for them is I don't think, and yeah, you know, I, I might be outspoken in this, but I don't think their shotguns have done as well. as um, no. I don't know if it's a QC issue or whatnot, but everyone I speak to has issues with them. Um, yeah, well, I'm just thinking of Airsoft Cowman's video where he literally he threw, just it in the threw, skip. It, threw it in the skip here yeah, at the end of the video. I, I I only know one person who's had good success with him, and he does a lot of reviews for other people. And I was kind of, it just doesn't feel like he's had the, the same wear and tear that players have had. Yeah, um, without calling that's them the out. Thing, but that's that, the thing. I said um, I was chatting to someone. I was saying if I'm reviewing something, I actually want to use it in game. Yeah. rather than just talking about it and taking it down the range. You need to know how this thing performs over the space of a couple of weeks, a couple of games before yeah. well, you I start th- going. Yeah, I think, you know, doing the fact that I've been doing quite a lot of reviews recently, you want to take it out to as much as you can, but you can only say, you know, I've used it for X amount of time, which isn't going to be necessarily the lifespan of a player. You know, a player that buys, for example, the modifier PDW, a player yeah. that buys that is going to play, play, use that for a year. Now I haven't. I've used it for four games. That was every weekend I got out in the month. Um, far longer than I typically get out normally in a month. But it was just a lineup of games, and I'm enjoying the process so much. I just kept saying, "Can I just borrow it for another extra game? I really want to dig into this." Um, but there is that level of this is an overview of a product as we've seen it out the box. We can't guarantee everyone will be like that. But I also think airsoft players don't make use of that warranty. If something comes out and it's a lemon, just take it back to your retailer. It happens. Yeah, exactly, it happens in yeah. any industry. Um, uh, what was there was one other thing I feel like we've missed out on here. ICS, yes. So they had the Hero Arms. Obviously, everyone knows that's coming out now. People I find looking it, at it. Etc. I find it comfortable, and I'm not a P90 fan, but I find it really comfortable. Yeah. The only thing I'd say is it's really heavy compared to a lot of yes. other guns out there. Um, but the main thing people were looking at was the Makarov. PM2. Makarov is yeah. a Makarov. Yeah, it is a Makarov, but yeah, the PM2. Yeah. Now, um, we'll come on to something else about that in a minute, but I know a lot of the sniper boys that I've spoken to are actually raving about this. They're saying they're going to get it out and see how it performs compared to the, so the Mark biggest, 23. Yeah, the biggest downfall of the Mark 23 is always size and weight. and Not in the fact it's heavy gun, but in terms of finding somewhere to holster it. The Makarov answers that yeah. massively because it's such a small, petite pistol. Um, the issues we uh, see with the Makarov is that it is a single stack, small uh, Makarov style magazine. So yeah. you're only going to get 15 rounds, not the 20, what, 27 that the Mark 23 has. But again, yeah. some Mark 23 users have the sticky mags. So they make, they use the Nanook um, or Nanook uh, single 
single magazine feed um, to get around that, which cuts them down to, I think, around about 16, 17 rounds. So there wouldn't be much variation in there. But, you know, will we have the same hop adjustment on this as we do with the Mark 23? Because we all know the Mark 23 fires an insanely long distance with heavyweights. Yeah. Um, and performance will be the number one decision as to whether this works or not. In terms of silence, it should be just as quiet because it is an on-blowback. However, I don't know if you saw over the weekend. The and again, this wasn't the. This isn't the sold model. This is still an R and D model. But mm. someone snapped the silencer off the end of the Makarov. Right. Now, okay. if someone can snap that off at an exhibition center, will we have that issue on the field? Do you really want to snap a? Uh, your silencer adjust uh, your silencer adapter off in inside mm. your pistol. Again, it is an R and D one. We have no idea the stress test that stuff's already been under, um, but it was something that I spotted over the weekend. And then, of mm. course, the other point which you're going to talk about now. Yeah, well, one thing that was noticed a lot over the weekend is um, a little bit of a negative to sort of finish the IWA roundup, but there was a lot of stuff nicked, weren't there? Yes, unfortunately, over the so. Weekend. <laughs> five so I heard Five minutes yeah. onto, I want to say it was the Saturday, but it may have been the Friday. Five minutes into the show, someone walked off with one of the Makarovs. Yeah, it's worth saying. All that. this stuff is all this stuff is locked with alarms to desks. So if someone's pulling out a, a pistol, um, it should yeah. be locked around the trigger guard, and typically there's an alarm on them. So once they get taken to the extreme, the the alarm will go off. Yeah, but apparently but they, they weren't the only ones. Obviously, someone had grip off of the hero arms as well. I hear. Yep. So that was um, unbolted and taken off. Yep. Great. Yep. Um, what else was there? What well, the, the I, I hear New Pro had a lot of stuff stolen. Obviously, Baz had his custom ghillie stolen. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. A three hundred and fifty um, euro ghillie suit walked out, yeah. and what was even crazier, that was locked behind a closed door. Yeah. Which means someone had to move the wall of the exhibition out of the way to get to it. Yeah. Um, I hear New Pro had a fair bit of stuff nicked as well. Yeah, and Combat UK had Combat boxes, UK, yeah, boxes, boxes of stock taken, taken um, which puts it down to I think some of this stuff is happening by, unfortunately, say the staff and the builders of the exhibition, not yeah. actually the exhibition itself. But yeah. what was crazy? We went over to the Glock stand on Friday, and I won't mention who I was with, but we yeah. went over to the Glock stand when we came in, just having a look at the real steel stuff, and um, pick up. I want to say it was a new Glock. Uh, Gen 5 isn't it the new Gen 5 and as we picked it up it came off of this alarm and basically in our hand now lucky enough lucky enough the woman was there and her face just dropped as she saw it come off and another staff member ran up with a key to unlock the uh, security device to lock it onto the pistol but I mean if that stuff can happen you could be walking out of an event centre with a a pistol which is crazy to think and I, I hope it's I hope yeah. this year was a was a tipping point and a rarity rather than yeah. something. That's I, ho- I hope there's going to be a lot of lessons learned, and I think part of the issue as well is that it's been commented on by a few people, and this might be a bit controversial, but you're finding more and more end users just want to go to IWA as a status thing, whereas you've got trade there, you've got us guys doing media stuff there, but then you find a lot of people that have just snuck in under their mates' business. Yeah, I mean, you're always going to get that. This show is a trade show first and most yeah. importantly. Even you know, from a media point of view, and I know you're just like myself here. As a media, yeah. we're there to provide coverage for an event, and we get to see some of the cool products. You know, we get maybe invited behind closed doors at places to get yeah. our feedback and take photos and have these discussions. But at the end of the day, if we're standing, and 
I'm sure, again, I'm sure you are like me in this respect because we had this discussion before. But when I was at several stands, I was standing, for example, at the Viper stand for about 20 minutes and there are people there conducting business. They are looking at the product line and saying, right, I'd like to put down an order for this, 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 this. Um, when that happens, as media, your responsibility is to step back, get out of the way and let yeah. business be business because that's primary what that's for. And then after they're done and they've had a look and they've cleared their way, then you can get in and take photos or whatever. You should never be taking photos and picking things out of people's hands and on the shelves when people are there yeah. for business. Unfortunately, that's not the case with all media, uh, which is a shame. I do think that there's a, a level of professionalism. You have to be aware of what you're there for. And yeah. again, that also comes down to some people trying to get in who are there just to have a look at uh, look at guns and look at free stuff, which is exciting. But that's but, for gun shows, you yeah, know, exactly. Northern Shooting Show, British Shooting Show, any yeah. of the gun shows across Europe, um, not trade yeah. shows. Now, I'm and, glad you mentioned the uh, Northern Shooting Show anyway. Um, May. We need to wrap up, I've just looked at the time. Yes, May. So hopefully we'll be there. Um, going to yeah. do something cool, hopefully. Well, I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to have a, an announcement hopefully in the next week or two. But I'm aiming to go to Northern Shooting Show, and I really want to make a big show of it. You know, I yeah. want YouTubers to come over and say, "Look, we're going to meet." If you're a subscriber, why don't we all meet up? Why don't we all meet yeah. up and have a shoot, have some fun, have a look at some new products? Why don't ASG go take this, uh, for example, the Universal Service Weapon, something that they're just showing off to see people's opinion? Why doesn't we get that there I stand and let all the players have a look? Why don't you get to yeah. have a look at the latest Hero Arms? Uh, rifle, or go have a look at the King's Arms Black Rain Rifle. Why? Why does this always have to be held away from players? So let's make a show of it. Let's get all of the yeah. the products that are in development, the new stuff that's out on the stands. Let's get some CQB training. They did this last year. They ran a CQB yeah. track course where you let's had real steel. Yeah, well they were, they had real steel gun owners teaching people. Yeah. You know, you know, ex army, ex services. Uh, showing people how to do it, and plus this year round we've got the free gun competition. So if you're interested in free gun, there is a competition there. Yeah. So cool. yeah, looking forward to it. Let's let's do it, and we'll put more details out and talk about it a bit nearer the time. Thank you very much, guys. Uh, Graham, thanks again for coming on for Thank part two. Where me. can people find you quickly? Yeah, airsoftnation.co.uk, facebook.com forward slash airsoftnation, or just download the airsoft nation app off your app store. Cool. Thanks for listening, guys. Uh, I'll catch you guys next time. Take care. Take your hits. Don't be a dick and look after each other. I'll see you guys next time on the Chess After Show. Bye for now.